You never ain't not around. I don't know that I can't get you gone. All my money, nobody's selling nothing you broke. Get that freaking song out of my head, Jackson. Help. What song? Freaking Morgan Wallen. Struggling. Just struggling, I can't help it. I'll wait. That's helpful. I don't really want to recap last week's games. Because, like, I don't think there was a game interesting enough to recap. To be honest. I think we could just pick them. Do the pick and then react to whatever we were going to react. All right, is you ready, Ka? About to be. 30 seconds! No, we should be starting starting right in there. Are you, or is your microphone connected? Yeah. Rather, alright. Alright. Are we locked and loaded, gentlemen? Ready? Free? Are you ready? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm... Cousin, turn off our podcast so we can make another one. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear it? A little bit. Hold on, let me get this one game. Did Mississippi State beat Kentucky? No. I remember I picked Mississippi State in that game. Did I pick Kentucky? No, we both picked Mississippi State, I'm pretty sure. Mississippi. <laughs> if you've never been to Mississippi, just urinate in your toilet and swim in it. <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Are you ready, dumb dumb butt? Ugly butt? All right. Hold on. Give me a second. You said that five minutes ago. Won't you kiss my ass? Say it, say it, say it, say it. What week is this? 32.10. 10. 10. Okay. Is you ready? Yes, let's lock it. Finally, in. God. All right. Lock in, Broski. I've been locked in. Hold on, let me let them know we're on live. If we're live, if we're already live. We are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the H and H Sports Podcast. 
I'm Tanner Higgs, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Jackson Huey. There he is. Um, welcome back to another episode of the pod. I just want to jump straight into this week's uh, like what we got store for this episode because there's way, way, way too much stuff we have to cover. Like, good lord. Um, let's start with the most recent events that's happened in the sports world, which is the NFL trade deadline. We always start with college football, but let's mix it up this week, you know. And start with the NFL. Um, the NFL trade deadline was nothing short of unexpected and, you know, just like we don't hear rumors about these trades up and like we don't hear rumors at all up until they actually happen. Facts. Like TJ Hawkinson caught me off guard, bro. And it, he went to the Vikings of all teams. They traded him to the Vikings. Like brother. I'm trying to find like all the trades that happened. It was a lot. Um, but yeah, the trade deadline was absolutely well, crazy. The fact that like I think the I Jaguars. To, I, I ain't trying to interrupt this, but uh, Memphis is retiring Lorenzen Wright's jersey. Lorenzen. Anyway, keep going. That was irrelevant, but I just saw it. Uh, the trade deadline itself, like uh, the whole. Years worth of trades have been like pretty crazy. The 49ers getting uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't even think we touched on that. Um, I think we, we probably did. We kind of had to. Uh, but the 49ers getting Christian McCaffrey, I think that was great value for both teams. Obviously, the 49ers um, believe, as they should, that their Super Bowl window is right now. And they trade future assets to get Christian McCaffrey, who is a dynamic offensive weapon, to say the least, uh, when they already have Debo Samuel, who is – uh, arguably the best dynamic weapon, um, most dynamic weapon in the NFL. Great move for the 49ers. Uh, I also loved it for the Panthers getting, you know, that much value back for him. I thought was exceptional. Um, Robbie Anderson go to the Cardinals. I mean, Cardinals get another weapon after losing Hollywood Brown. Um, it's, it's a Cardinal. Robbie Anderson is a Cardinals player. Um, the Panthers get something back for him. Um, James Robinson going to the to the Jets after Brees Hall goes down. A good move for the Jets, I guess. Um, Robert Quinn going to the Eagles, I thought was a great trade for the Eagles. Uh, Robert Quinn, his sack numbers are down from last year, but I thought his sack numbers last year were kind of inflated anyway. Um, but this year he's getting more, he's getting the quarterback more frequently. Um, they're just not turning into the sacks that they were last year. Um, but pressures and sacks are always. Um, I find pressures to be more valuable than sacks are uh, because sometimes you can get a cleanup sack and you get the credit for it, but you know it was a result of somebody else's pressure. So I think pressures are more valuable, and Robert Quinn is top, like one of the tops in the NFL in pressures so far this year. And Philadelphia getting him for a fourth round draft pick was I thought was exceptional value. Um, Kadarius Tony going to the Chiefs. This happened the twenty seventh, I think, day of or day after. Um, our podcast, whatever. Um, I thought it's a, a good a good move for the Chiefs if, if Tony plays. Like Tony, had, like all we could really say about Tony is that he had 200 yards one game against the Cowboys last season. Um, he hasn't really done much. He hasn't really played. He need he needs burn um, to be able to have an opinion on this trade. Um, obviously, Joe Shane didn't think he was you know a guy he wanted on his team. Uh, Dave Gettleman drafted him. Um, and you, you it's pretty often with new you know management. Um, in the NFL, if they're not 
someone you drafted, you don't really think it's your guy, you get rid of him and start fresh. Um, and you kind of, we kind of saw that coming with the Wondell Robinson pick last season in the draft. Uh, but I, I think if, if Kadarius Tony plays, this is a very good move for the Chiefs. Um, he's Tony is a very Chiefs esque player. Uh, Andy Reid would have a, a field day with someone like Tony in his offense. So I think it's a good a, a good move for the Chiefs. Well, we'll see how it turns out for the for the Giants. What I thought was a great trade for both sides was the the Ravens getting Roquan Smith uh, the day before the trade deadline. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, Chicago getting a second round pick, um, AJ Klein, which was cap reasons i'm pretty sure and another fifth rounder next season uh no, they're both 2023 picks um i thought that was a great value that the the bears got um it's just it's better than losing him because he's he he didn't seem like he was gonna he held out in the offseason obviously ending his holdout and still playing was you know we hats off to roquan smith for doing that um especially in chicago but it didn't look like he was coming back. He didn't look. He didn't want to sign a long-term extension with Chicago, and Chicago had to do something about it. And getting a second-round pick when they had no leverage, pretty much, um, I, I thought was good on the Bears' part. What I didn't love about the Bears is them trading a second-round pick to get Trey Claypool back. What I don't understand is why you think you need to trade that much value for a weapon like Chase Claypool. I don't think Chase Claypool is good enough to be your number one or even number two option in your receiving core. We've seen him be the three option for the Steelers and, and excel in that role. Um, like we saw that more in 2020 than we have the past season and a half. But I, I don't think Chase Clifford was worth the second-round pick. I thought uh, if it was a fourth, maybe we're, you know, it's a different story. But a second-round pick, I, I I didn't love it for the Bears. I mean, we'll see how it turns out. Maybe he is worth the second-round pick. But to put that in perspective, DeAndre Hopkins was, trade, was, was traded for a second-round pick. So uh, do with that information with, with what you will. The Lions trading, like we touched on this earlier, the Lions trading TJ Hawkinson I thought was completely unexpected, let alone them trading to a division rival, the, the Vikings. The Vikings uh, losing Irv Smith Jr. was you know a reason they decided to pull the trigger on this trade. Um the the Vikings get T.J. Hawkinson a fourth, a conditional fourth in 2024, uh, and Detroit gets back a 2023 second and a 2023 third. Now, when you draft a tight end in the top ten, you know you expect him to turn out maybe like Travis Kelsey or even someone like George Kittle. And when they don't turn out that way, it all, it's always going to look like a bad draft pick, even though T.J. Hawkinson is like far and away a top ten tight end in the NFL. Excuse me. Um, T.J. Hawkinson is a great tight end. He's, he's one of the more complete tight ends in the NFL. But when you draft him eighth overall and he has these like sky-high expectations, he's always not going to live up to those when you're drafted eighth overall if you're not going to be an all-time great. It's just the sad sad reality. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown to the moon. <laughs> more targets for him, like he wasn't getting enough. Um, but Hawkinson getting traded to Minnesota, I'm pretty sure he's on a contract year. Um, we'll see if Minnesota keeps him or not, but bad day to be an Irv Smith fantasy owner. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably missing the whole year. Um, Pittsburgh. Well, he was back. regardless. Yeah. Um, Pitt, Pittsburgh getting William Jackson from Washington. Now Washington said they were going to release him if they couldn't find a trade partner. So I, 
I, I, I like this, the Steelers trading a six round, a conditional six round pick, um, to be able to like, you know, guarantee that he's on your team and you don't have to go through waivers and yeah, stuff. It, didn't they say it could become a fifth? Yeah, it's a conditional six. So it could yeah. be a, like a sixth or, or a fifth or a fourth, de- depending on a lot of things. Um, but William Jackson was going to get released regardless. He wasn't going to be a, a commander, um, any, like at all after the first. Um, and you know, I, I, the, the Steelers giving up a conditional six just to, you know, lock in that he's on their team and not having to go through waivers. I thought was, um, you know, I liked that the Steelers did that. I think the Steelers got better over the trade deadline, you know, losing Chase Claypool, addition by subtraction, you could, you could say. Um, but yeah, Steelers, I thought, I thought they were pretty good during the trade deadline. Another big trade. Dolphins getting Bradley Chubb from the bro, Broncos. Bro, the Dolphins turned like Laramie Tunsil into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and, and Bradley Chubb. And Bradley Chubb. But the Dolphins front office um, has been really, really, really good. I think the Miami got their uh, first round pick, like um, like vacated, confiscated, whatever you want to say. They don't have their first round pick next year. I um, mean, the first round pick they did trade was uh, the 49ers, I believe, um, to Denver. Denver's trying to, you know, restock on draft compensation after, you know, trading all of it away for Russell Wilson. Um, they get back Chase Edmonds, who will be a he'll he'll, he'll be on the team. I'll say that. Um, and Miami obviously gets Bradley Chubb, and they do get a 2025 fifth round pick. I love this trade for the Dolphins. They haven't been getting to the quarterback all that well this season, um, to say the least. Um, Jonathan, I <laughs> we'll get to college football in a minute. Jonathan, you can you can die. Um, yeah, Bradley. Obviously, Denver or uh, Miami gets Bradley Chubb back. Uh, Miami hasn't been doing uh, the greatest at getting to the quarterback um, this season, and Bradley Chubb obviously does help with that. With him being an edge player, a very good one at that. So I do like this trade for the Dolphins. I I do like it for the. For the um, the Broncos getting back a first round pick and another fourth in 2024, just restocking. Jonathan, Jonathan's like two weeks behind, by the way. <laughs> He's just he just wants to talk about LSU. Um, Jacksonville getting Calvin Ridley. Now this was probably one of the more unexpected trades. Um, obviously Jacksonville has to wait till next year to even have Calvin Ridley play for them. Um. And Calvin Ridley is kind of sneaky old. He's probably 28, 29 years old right now. Um, he was an, a very, very old rookie. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's, it is funny because he he's bet 27. On the, he's he bet 27. on the Falcons to beat the Jaguars, and now he's a Jaguar. <laughs> he's 27 right now. He'll be 28 at the start of next season, um, which is which is kind of hard to believe because he wasn't drafted that long ago. He was drafted the same year as DJ Moore. Um, but Atlanta does get a conditional second round pick and a conditional fifth round pick in 2023 and 2024. Um, so I like this trade for the Falcons. If you're not, if he's not going to play for you and he's going to be a free agent this offseason, you're probably not going to get him back. Might as well get something for him. So I do like this trade for the Falcons. They're doing, they're, they're doing, they're fine off without him at the moment. Arthur Smith is working wonders with that team. The fact that this team is sitting at four and four is a miracle in itself. Um, and Jacksonville getting their, I don't want to say number one receiver yet. I think Trevor Lawrence would definitely benefit from having a number one type receiver. And Calvin really has, you know, the the skill set to be that. He's a very good separator, one of the best separators in the league, and I think that's what you need to be a top receiver in the NFL. Um, 
but we'll, we'll see how well he ages. Um, we haven't seen him have to be a number one receiver yet, so we'll, we'll see how this trade works out. I do like the value that the Falcons got back. Uh, Jeff Wilson going to the Dolphins, reuniting with uh, Mike McDaniel. Cool. Uh, a sneaky good trade for the for the Broncos getting Jacob Martin Jacob Martin from the Jets. Uh, Denver gets a 2024 fifth, and Jacob Martin from the Jets, and the Jets get a 2024 fourth round pick. Um, Jacob Martin is a is a solid uh, defensive lineman. Um, he wasn't going to play on that uh, loaded Jets defensive line, so um, trading Bradley Chubb, Broncos get something back because obviously they're trying to compete. Um, I do like this trade for the Broncos. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Naheem Hines going to the Bills from the Colts. Um, that could, that helps the Bills a lot. The Bills helps running the Bills. Suck. The Bills uh, <laughs> in the offseason were looking for a pass catching uh, running back by trying to get J D McKissick, but McKissick. Backed out of that contract and went back to the to the Commanders. Um, so they they draft James Cook, who was uh, the best receiving back in the draft, and then they get another yeah. exceptional receiving back in Naheem Hines. So that really, you know, just the rich get richer with the Bills. Uh, yeah, before that, the Bills running back <clears throat> room was pretty bad. I mean, I know uh, they Devin, got Devin, 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 Devin Singletary was solid, but pretty good. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, Rashad Fenton to the Falcons and Dean Marlowe to the to the Bills. The Bills needed safety help bad. Um, so yeah, they had someone better than those practice squad guys than they had. Um, trade deadline was probably the craziest that I've seen so far. Yeah, uh, I, so I was sitting there. At, I was sitting there at um, two fifty five, three fifty five, whatever it might be. It's three fifty five for you. And I'm like, Packers, what are you doing? You got yeah, five Packers minutes. Five minutes left. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I I I think it said they um. They tried bidding for um, Jerry Judy, um, but the Broncos did. didn't like what the, the like what the Packers were. They want a second round pick. Um, but I mean, the Packers offered a second for Chase Claypool, but they wouldn't offer a second for Jerry Judy. I would have rather taken Jerry Judy because Jerry Judy is a better separator than chase claypool, the packers, chase claypool offered, is, the packers offered the second the same thing the bears offered but they but the steelers thought the bears pick would be higher which is probably fair it is fair but they're looking at a both kind of a, the same record i think um it just depends on what how they see both their season ends but you'd probably bet that the bears would finish worse maybe the packers yeah. are all in on odell beckham jr i don't know i mean i I hope <laughs> for for Roger's sake. I hope. Um, yeah, that one of the probably the craziest trade deadline that I've seen since following the NFL. Um, most definitely, a lot of big players are getting moved. Um, it felt like the NBA trade deadline. It did. It's just we, but you usually you see rumors beforehand in the NBA. Yeah. Now, we've seen some Bradley Chubb rumors. We've seen some. Um, Naheem Hines a little bit. Uh, yeah, but like w- most of these just happen. Like you heard about it the second it happened, and that was I, I like that. That was fun to me. You know, just seeing like this guy got moved. This guy got moved. Like <laughs> gotta have the Adam Schefter notification zone. Definitely. On Ian Rappaport. The NFL was pretty crazy this week. We can move on to NFL pickums now, unless we want to recap any of the games. I mean. We can see the the we can talk about the the. Did you watch the Panthers Falcons game? I did not. Did you, did you know what happened in that game? 
Oh, I did see the end of it, or I saw some of it, a little bit of it. Bro, um, the, it's, bro, a, it's a wonder Eddie Pinheiro is still employed right now, huh? You talking about where DJ Moore took off his helmet and got the penalty? Yeah, and, bro, it's a it's a miracle that Eddie Pinheiro is even employed right now still for the Panthers. P.J. Walker throws one of the greatest, best throws I've ever seen in my life. Uh, hits D.J. Moore in stride to uh, to tie the game against the Falcons. Falcons pull okay, the most Falcons, focus, but pull the most Falcons ending ever, um, and allow the Panthers to tie the game. D.J. Moore takes off his helmet. They get a 15-yard penalty added onto the PAT. Eddie Pinheiro misses. Go to overtime. Mariota throws a pick. Panthers get in field goal range. Shorter than the extra point. Eddie Pinheiro misses again. Falcons drive down, hit a field goal. I, I would have cut him right after the game because he's literally the reason they lost. You could attribute it to DJ Moore. But, like, people saying that the reason that the Panthers lost is because DJ Moore took off his helmet. What is he – like, how do you blame a guy for celebrating a Hail Mary catch? Like, <laughs> like – what? <laughs> you celebrated. You're the reason we lost. Well, maybe if our kicker could make a 30-yard field goal, we'd win. I mean, obviously, you'd rather the field goal be shorter and him not get that penalty. But it's like refs probably don't need to throw a flag in that situation. He's celebrating a late touchdown to tie the game with practically zeros on the clock. You don't throw a flag in that situation as a ref, but they did. And that's what happened. And I, I'd hate to be DJ Moore right now with what, like, I'd hate to be DJ Moore right now because you're thinking like, oh, I'm the reason we lost, but not really. <laughs> um, I thought the Raiders getting shut up by the Saints was pretty, um, pretty remarkable. Um, the Raiders the Saints, are just bad. The Raiders the Saints are, bad are uh, you'd say a top three injured team in the NFL right now. They're just depleted like none do other. You think, do you think? Devonte misses a rod yet? I think they both miss each other. Um, this Patriots Jets game, I think Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL at the moment. Um, he's really bad. Uh, Titans Texans, one of the most boring games I've ever seen in my life. Derrick Henry um, made that game. Derrick Henry pretty much put the game on. <laughs> um, 49ers Rams. Uh, McCaffrey threw, caught, and ran in a touchdown that game. That was pretty, pretty cool. Bro, I um, feel like everybody went crazy and fantasy this week. I know this was like a pretty every pretty single player. I pretty, played my brother. I played my brother, and I had Jalen Waddle, but he had Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Bro, that the Waddle Tyreek Hill connection has been. And then I had like DeAndre Hopkins, and he had Tony Pollard. <laughs> Just, so he just that, every time that, I every time one of my players scored a lot of points, they he just canceled them out. That's funny. Um, Giants Seahawks Seahawks are looking like an actual decent team. Like it's not like I don't think the Seahawks are going to slow down. <laughs> like I think this Question. team might go. I think this team might go ten and seven. Is Gino a dark horse MVP candidate? He's not going to win MVP. <laughs> Is he a dark horse? Is he a dark horse? I don't think so. He'd have to throw. 40 touchdowns, at least, for Geno Smith to win. I didn't say he was going to win it. I said, is he a dark horse? He, he could be, but it is Geno Smith. <laughs> I what, what the Seahawks are doing right now I think is probably the most impressive thing in the NFL at the moment. 
Um, you could probably attribute Brian Dayball coaching the the Giants up to six and two. Um, but I thought the Giants had a little bit of a better roster than the Seahawks. I said at the beginning of the season, the very first episode of this podcast, that the Seahawks had the worst team in the NFL top to bottom. It was either we they were the did. Bears. We it was either the, it, I think we said Seahawks top to bottom worst team in the NFL. That they, they, they're the number one team in their uh, division, sitting at five and three. One of the best offenses in the NFL, at with Geno Smith at quarterback. It's mind blowing to me. What I think Pete Carroll right now is the coach of the year. I, you could say Sean McDermott. You could say Brian Dayball. Sure, but my coach of the year right now is Pete Carroll. Because the fact that this team is five and three is, is, I think, is a miracle. You can say Arthur Smith too, with how bad the Falcons are, and they're sitting at four and four. They hit a home run on Kenneth Walker, by the way. And I, I remember seeing people them bashing the Seahawks for taking Kenneth Walker because, you know, obviously, oh, you take quarterback, you take Malik Willis, but they, Geno Smith, they knew Geno Smith was going to be, they knew he was going to be him all along. Um, this Packers Bills game I thought was really boring. Um, I that's just me, but I didn't really. Twenty seven seventeen, you think it wouldn't really be a boring game, but I thought it was pretty boring. Uh, Bengals Browns Bengals got the brakes beat off of them by the Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Like the Browns didn't even look good. It's just who looked worse, and that was the Bengals. The Bengals just looked I mean, worse. Nick Chubb looked good. Yeah, like Nick Chubb was fine, but that was it. <laughs> It's hard to <laughs> score when you don't have Jamar Chase. Um, yeah, this week in the NFL was pretty crazy. Um, what I think is pretty cool is that this week's Thursday night matchup is Philly and Houston. When Philly and Houston are playing in the World Series right now, I think that's pretty cool. Um, oh, I didn't even great, know that. Great scheduling by the NFL. Nobody's ever said that ever. Yeah, they um, 100% did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's get to the pickums for the NFL. Why not? Um, you want to do the NFL or do college? For sure. For sure. Philly and Houston, we might as well pick the game. Um, Philly is 7-0, and best record in the NFL right now, looking like a juggernaut. AJ Brown went nuclear last season or last week. Um, I'm going to go with AJ Brown last season. I'm going to go with Philly. I don't really think it's a question. Yeah, it's not. Philly. Chargers, Falcons in Atlanta. Keenan Allen probably not playing. Chargers are coming off a bye. They've been looking shaky recently. It feels like they it feels like they have it. It feels like the Chargers haven't played in three weeks. Yeah, it does. Um I'm probably gonna go Chargers. Their last game was against the Seahawks. They got beat by 14. I'm gonna go with the Fal- I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Um, the Chargers aren't really trustworthy right now. The Falcons. Kyle Pitts um, finally showed up. He did. The Falcons almost lost last week's game, which is concerning. Um, but they still won. Um, Josh said Georgia by 50. We'll we'll get to college in a little bit. We'll keep. <laughs> We'll get to college in just a minute. I'm, I'm going to go with the Falcons um, to beat the Chargers at home. Um, it's a weird week. Um, Cincy, Carolina. Carolina has been um, 
pretty exceptional since uh, trading all of their good players and having P.J. Walker start. Um, since he's been looking rough, or just Monday, they've been looking decent before that, but Monday they look kind of shaky. Um, I'm still going to go with the Bengals, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina put up a fight. Because uh, under Steve Wilkes, Carolina has been um, looking way better than they ever looked under Matt Rule. Which is weird to say, because last time, last time Steve Wilkes coached a football team, they won three games. Um, and PJ Walker looks a lot better than Baker Mayfield did. <laughs> NFL's just absolutely wild. Uh, Packers, Lions, um, I don't know what to make of this game. The Packers have lost four straight. Who was the Panthers playing? The Bengals. No, you didn't I pick didn't- that game. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, where's it at? Cincy. I'll probably go Bengals. The Bengals. Uh, Lions, Packers. Packers have lost wow. four straight. Three or four. Four straight, I think. Lions. I'm going to go Packers. I've lost however many straight. This is in Detroit. DeAndre Swift might miss another game, sadly. Ford Field. I'm going to go with the Packers, but I kind of wouldn't be surprised if the Packers lost. Um, yeah, me neither. Buffalo at MetLife going to play the Jets. The Jets looked terrible last week. Um, I know they only lost by five, but I think the Jets looked horrific. Last week, I didn't think they looked good at all. Um, you lose Bills, Bruce Hall and everything just goes to crap. I know. <laughs> um, the Bills looked yeah, a little shaky, but the Packers' defense is no joke. I'm going to go with Buffalo. Yeah, confidently. On the road. Minnesota at Washington. Washington came back against the Colts last minute. Beat the Colts on the road. Minnesota is six and one, and they just traded for a top ten tight end in the NFL, on top of their offensive weapons. But also, Justin Jefferson hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Um, so Justin Jefferson is nowhere to be seen at the moment. Still gonna go with Minnesota. Yeah, still going Minnesota. Here we go with this again, picking the same teams. I know. Raiders, Jaguars. There's only two four o'clock games this week. That's weird. Um, Raiders, Jaguars. This is in Jacksonville. Raiders coming off a shutout, getting getting shut out against the severely beat up. Get a, a spam comment. <laughs> severely beat up Saints. Um, brother. Anyways, um, yeah, there's only two four o'clock games this week, but that has nothing to do with this game, though. I'm just saying. Uh, the Raiders got shut out last week against the severely beat up Saints. Um, Alvin Kamara had his best uh, week of the year in that game, and the the Jaguars are going off a last second loss against the Broncos. You know, you think you trade. A decent amount of assets for a player, 
and you think you'd be excited for them to play right away, but they can't play. <laughs> and they're going into free agency. Now that I think about that trade more, it's like kind of weird that the, <laughs> the, the, the Jaguar, if they keep him, then yeah, it's a good trade, but they, who, who knows if they can keep him. Oh, is he a free agent after this year? Yeah, he's a free agent in the offseason. I think he has a fifth year option. Um, but I think he's I, they're, they're like 100% going to pick that up then, right? I think so. I mean, I mean, I, I mean I'd hope so. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? Appeal the suspension? Like, he plays for us now. It's okay. I'm going to go with the Jags at home. I don't like the Raiders at all. I think the Raiders suck. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Jags at home. Yeah, I'm going to go Jags. Cuh. Seattle going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. The Cardinals lost to the Vikings last week. Um, and the Seahawks won by multiple scores against the Giants. I've, I'm pretty, I'm gonna confidently, I don't know. Do I go with the Cardinals? Cause they've been, their offense has been pretty elite since DeAndre Hawkins has come back. And Seahawks defense is kind of questionable. You pick first. I'm going Arizona. At home. I'm going to go Seattle then so we can mix it up. I don't know know who to pick. Like, I honestly think this is a pretty even matchup. It's probably a coin toss game, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go Arizona. I'll take Seattle on the road. The Rams going to Tampa to play – the Buccaneers, both teams looking pretty miserable right now. Um, Tom Brady Bucks didn't make any moves either. I know the Bucks didn't do nothing. Um, Tom Brady made some moves. Um, they did. They did uh, have a former player badmouth Devin White, but that's about it. Tom Brady shook some things up. Shook some things up. Took some things up, but the the Bucks didn't. Um, and the Rams just suck. They're just terrible. Um, I don't know who to pick. Who who sucks worse in this game? Who do you think sucks worse in this game? I'm gonna go with the Bucks. The Bucks at home. Yeah, Brady's got to bounce back at some point. I know he's not been good this season. I don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe he loses. He hasn't been good. I think it's just like the whole team. I don't. Todd Bowles is not a good head coach. That's what it is. Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. He's just not a good head coach. I, I knew it, but I thought the talent would outweigh that, and they'd still be good. But Todd Bowles has shown he's not a good head coach. But yeah. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay at home. Tom Brady, no distraction. No moho anymore. He's going to go out and ball <laughs> out. You got to go out there and press the ladies. The Sunday night game, been waiting all day for Sunday night. We got the Tennessee Titans going to Arrowhead to play Chiefs the Kansas Bob. City Chiefs. If Tannehill Chiefs. doesn't play, I'm going with the Chiefs to win by 100. But if Tannehill does play, I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win by 90. Yeah, I'm probably going Chiefs. I hate to pick against the Titans. I haven't picked, a t- I haven't picked against the Titans yet this season, but we've kind of had a cupcake schedule so far. And... We're five and two. Yeah, and we didn't trade for a receiver or a we have one lineman. Five straight. Yeah, we've won five straight. 
Well, we've had a cupcake schedule. <laughs> we have so, had a cupcake schedule. Um, yeah, we, we have go. we have the a bottom three offense in the NFL right now. Yeah, dude, I'm really confident. This hurts, but AJ Brown has five touchdowns, and we have like one as a team. I remember watching receiving Robert Woods. I remember watching Robert Woods get that touchdown too. It was against the Colts. He has our only <laughs> receiving touchdown in the entire season <laughs> from a receiver, and AJ Brown had three last week by himself. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Anywho, Baltimore at New Orleans on Monday night. This is a weird game. Um, uh, hopefully the Saints are fully healthy again, and we get to see a fully healthy Saints. For hopefully not. Mostly healthy Baltimore. Um, Chris Olave to the moon. We don't want Michael Thomas. We don't want Jarvis Landry. Just Chris Olave. The Saints have been looking all right. I'm going to go Baltimore, though, on their road. I got to go Baltimore. On to college football. I kind of want to react to these to this, the, the playoff rankings real quick. I don't have them, so. Uh, what the, the two things stood out to me right away. LSU being, LSU being I at 10. I did look at them last night, and I went back and looked at my predictions. I got two. I hit two on the. I got two right. The whole, the whole thing? thing. The whole thing. I got two right. <laughs> and that was Tennessee at one. And can you guess what the other one was? Ohio State at two. No, because I had Ohio State at three. What? Uh, USC at USC at nine. No, Tulane at nineteen. Brother, mine's probably miserable. Because <laughs> I had Washington in there. Hold on, I'm, I'm literally about to I had, check. I had like six or seven that I missed by one spot. Like they, I had them at 14 and they ranked them 13 or something like that. Well, because Wake Forest lost too, so that kind of threw it off. So did Syracuse. And um, I didn't expect Kentucky to get clobbered. Yeah, they got absolutely raped, bent over. Um, they just ranked some of these teams a little high. Um, I had Tennessee like at four. LSU. I had Tennessee at four. The, the um, only reason they ranked LSU ten is because they're trying to build up that matchup. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oklahoma State also LSU, lost. LSU has no win that tells you they're a top ten team. Uh, uh-uh. it's fact they're LSU. I mean, they have the Mississippi State win or the Miss uh, the Ole Miss win. They do have that, but I was off UCLA by two. I got Oregon at eight, right? I had UCLA at 12. I had Michigan at three, Georgia at two. Dang, I got the, the top four right, except I had Clemson at seven. I had Clemson at eight. The fact that they had Clemson in the top four is perplexing. Uh, here Bro, are a couple things why? that stood out to me. I don't care if they're undefeated. I think I, I think I'm taking Alabama over Clemson. Right now, absolutely. What the couple things I found perplexing. Which would put out I'd put Alabama at five, probably. Probably. The and fact that four. A couple of things that stood out to me. The fact that Michigan isn't in there, I think Michigan is a hundred percent a top four team right now. It's definitely over Clemson. I think I think it, the, the the unanimous top four to me is Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Michigan, and Ohio State. 
it's I think those are the top four teams probably a good bit. You could argue Alabama. Um, you can't argue Clemson. Clemson is not a top four team right now. Um, I think Clemson probably loses this weekend too. Um, you can make a case for TCU over Clemson right now. I would probably argue TCU over Clemson. Um, yeah, LSU at LSU at ten, the only two lost team in the top ten. I I would put UCLA over LSU right now in the top ten. Um, I mean that's probably it. Who plays each other? It's that they wanted to rank Ole Miss uh, under LSU because of the head-to-head win that they have, um, which I understand, but. I would probably move LSU probably down to 12. I don't know. I wouldn't have them at 10. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. Maybe maybe that's just me. But that, that's what you I probably, reacted you to. Probably, you probably would have put Florida there. but Florida, yeah, you can die. Um, That's just what I thought of it. I mean, I would put Alabama and Michigan and TCU, probably not Oregon. But I would put at least those three teams over Clemson right now. Clemson definitely is not a top four team in my eyes. They are four, so probably am a little overreacting. But man, I, I, that's just me. Um, and yeah, uh, they do all play each other. The the, the teams I said they're in top four, they they play each other this season. Yeah, but they um, haven't played yet, so they are the top four right now. Yeah. Um, Michigan, Ohio State play in the last game, of the last regular season game, and uh, Georgia and Tennessee play um, this week. We'll we'll cover that game after we finish talking about this. But yeah, I I, I got one right <laughs> out of this. I, I think. Hold on, did I have Texas at twenty four? It's kind of following the same pattern as all our predictions. I took Texas out. Yeah, we aren't good at this. <laughs> It seems like at predicting stuff. Um, we had South Carolina lost two to Missouri. That was a kind of pathetic. Um, but yeah, that was a pr- pretty pretty crazy uh, first playoff poll. I did not expect Tennessee to be ranked one. I thought it was going to be Ohio State, which in my I opinion, I I still think it is Ohio State. Um, Tennessee <laughs> does have more ranked wins. They do have the win over Bama, but I just think I don't know. I Personally, right now, I think it's Ohio State. But after this weekend, we'll figure it out. Okay, let's now talk. I get to listen to people. Now I get to listen to people for another week. Tell me, Tanner hates Tennessee. <laughs> A whole another week, I get to listen to that. He won't ever give us our credit. Tennessee, Georgia. Let's let's talk about the game since it's on since it's on our mind. Okay, the games in Athens. Georgia is favored by eight. Yeah, I don't I don't expect this to be high scoring. I don't know. There is a world where it isn't. There is. There I'm also not, by, by, a world by not where high scoring, is. I'm talking like thirty one twenty four or something like that. What I found interesting is that it's Georgia, not I don't think Georgia's letting up fifty two. Georgia's not gonna let up fifty two, but Georgia may not score enough. To beat Tennessee. Even if Tennessee scores like 38 or 31, I don't know if Georgia can do that. Yeah, I don't know. If Georgia has to score more than – They may need a couple defensive scores. I'm not like – what they they 
did enough to get by against I say they won by twenty five. I say they did enough to get by, but they they did enough to win against Florida last week. They almost blew it. But they did enough. And they scored forty five on Florida. You can make a case that Florida's defense is on par with Tennessee's. Just athlete wise, yeah. right? So I don't know if this is. Yeah, be I think a I think Tennessee's weak point is their secondary. I think their front their their, their run run defense is pretty solid. Um, I just it hasn't think, been all year. We saw that in the Kentucky game. Kentucky can do anything offensively. Yeah, I, I just think that their <laughs> secondary is a question mark. You know, what I what I thought was interesting is that Georgia in the matchup predictor on ESPN is favored to win by is seventy five percent favored to win. That's crazy. I think that is crazy. If anything, I think it's more favored to Tennessee uh, because they are – you can make a case they are the hottest team in college football right now. And Georgia hasn't been that caliber this season. Um, but this is also um, the first time ever that the number one team in the college football playoff poll is playing the number one team in the AP poll in the regular season. Um, so it's number one versus number one this weekend in Athens. Um, this game, regardless of how many points are scored, is going to be a crazy game. Um, whoever, if somebody gets blown out, it's going to be unexpected. Like if if Georgia gets blown out, we're going to get we're not going to expect it. If Tennessee gets blown out, we're not going to expect it. Like either way, what's going to happen is going to be crazy. Um, yeah, at, like I said, Tennessee is the hottest team in. Possible right now easily. I would probably, I'd probably rather sit at home and watch this and go to the Memphis and UCF game. Are you going to that game? I'm supposed to be. Wow. <laughs> if it's raining, I'm not. I'm not sitting. We're not good enough to sit in the rain and get beat. Yeah, I would much rather watch that game. You know the, the lowest ticket for that game is the Tennessee. I mean the uh, which game? Tennessee, Tennessee game? Georgia. You know what? The oh, it's like it's like five hundred dollars. It's like close to six hundred. The cheapest yeah. ticket. And that's like game. I think that's I think that's standing room. Yeah, like it's like, Bro, like the it's worst ticket there's you could no get. No way I'm paying six hundred dollars to stand up the whole game. I'd rather just watch it on TV <laughs> than pay six hundred dollars to just kind of be there, you know. <laughs> um, we can we can pick this game while we're talking about it. I'm gonna be honest. I've said in previous weeks that I think Tennessee can and will win this game. But the more I think about it, the more I just don't know. We say that Georgia has been struggling, but the the, the fact of the matter is Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. And they have probably more talent than Tennessee does. Tennessee is just, they've got, they've got good coaching. And they've got players that buy into the system. I'm not saying they have bad players, but it's to, Georgia, in my opinion, is a bit more talented on defense for sure. It's especially on defense, especially in the secondary as well. You could argue Tennessee's more talented on offense. I think probably. I trust Tennessee more on offense. Um. You pick first, because I have no clue. I have no clue. Man, I don't know, man. I've picked Tennessee in almost every game they played this year. 
I can't say the same. <laughs> you cannot. I will always be a Tennessee hater, no matter what. I knew this day would probably come that Tennessee would. Oh, be they the best can go. The they country, can go twelve and they can go twelve and zero. I'm going to hate on them for something. I mean, and we're going to find a reason to hate them. But I'm going to take Georgia in a close one. Georgia wins in Athens, according to Jackson. I I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I really don't. I'm not going to flip a coin. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Vols on the road. I think the only ways the only way that Tennessee can win is if they just surprise Georgia's defense. It's Georgia's defense is one of the is is you could argue is talent-wise is the best in the country. They haven't really played like it this year. Uh, they lost a lot of guys. They lost their defensive coordinator, so they're losing a step was kind of expected. But even then, they're still arguably a top five score predictions. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I, I, bro, I can't. Who said that? Jonathan said predict the score. Uh, we can, but it's just like it gets one of two ways. It's going to be a, a defensive type game, like how like we we kind of hype the Bills Chiefs game to be this way, like you know. Two of the best teams in the NFL, high scoring. We're gonna probably gonna both score in the thirties. Both of these teams are gonna play this game like it's a playoff game, like like they're playing this game like it's the national championship, because this is gonna be one of the most hype games that I've ever been a part of, or not been a part of. That's dumb, but that I've ever like seen. This is probably the most hype game since the LSU Alabama game in 2019. Um. And this has like similar, like circumstances. If that makes sense. Um, I'm gonna say 38-31 Tennessee. I think Georgia's can. I think Georgia's can. Georgia can score points, not at the rate that Tennessee can. Obviously, I don't think anybody in the country besides Ohio State can score. Maybe TCU can score at the rate that Tennessee can. Um, and how effectively they can score. Georgia just doesn't have that on offense. They, this is not with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee to win 38-31. I'm going to say 27-24 Georgia. Low, lower scoring game. I think Tennessee's going to put That's up probably not going to happen. That's probably not going to be it. But that's just what I'm going to guess. I think Tennessee's going to put up points regardless of – who they play, to be honest. I mean, last season they only put up 17 against Georgia. But Georgia last season is top five team of all time. <laughs> so I, I'm i going to say 38-31 for the score prediction. I think Tennessee is just going to put up points regardless of who they play, even if it is Georgia. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Tennessee to win. It's gonna be a wild game. I'm not gonna be upset if I'm wrong. Um, I just want to watch some good football. This might be. We hyped up the Tennessee Alabama game, and for good reason, that game ended up being one of the craziest games that I've ever seen. I don't think that this will be that, but it will be a crazy game. 
because both of these teams are ranked number one in two different polls. We've never seen two teams ranked number one in two different polls play each other in the regular season before. So this will be a a great game, to say the least. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be a very close game. Yeah. All right, you ready? For show, for show, for show. All right, starting with Friday. Because, I mean, there's not really nothing interesting tomorrow other than App State, Coastal Carolina. You want to pick that? I mean, not particularly. Okay. Friday, Oregon State, Washington. Washington's favored by four and a half at home. Oregon State, Washington. Oregon State is ranked. Mm-hmm. They're both six and two. I had Washington in my poll. I think if Washington favored, I would guess that they are. Yeah, four and a half at home. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, UW in this game. Michael Penix has been on one this entire season. Um, I'm gonna go with UW to win this game at home. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is tough. I'll probably go Washington too, though. UCF Memphis. UCF's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I hate it here. I hate UCF. being a Memphis fan right now. I hate it. UCF's favorite about three and a half. By the way, I'm 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 honestly glad the line's only three and a half. UCF will cover. I mean, this this is gonna this. If anything, I would guess. I'm not gonna expect it, but this would be a game that we do win, because um, we usually win ranked games. Silver, at home. Silverfield, Silverfield has never lost to UCF. I mean, we've—that's a lie. We lost them last week, last year. Did we? Yeah. Well, he's got a winning record against them anyway. That's what I meant. I think we'll lose. If anything, like I think this is a game we could win. We usually. We're pretty good. We have a good track record at home, especially against ranked teams at home. I'm gonna go with UCF though. Like I, I, I yeah, as much as I, I want to pick UCF. Memphis, like I, there would bias fan of me coming out. I can't pick Memphis to win this game. I just can't. I don't trust them at all. No. To do anything. Clemson, Notre Dame, in South Bend. Clemson's favorite about three and a half. I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. I don't. Bro, you stole my pick. I don't trust Clemson right now, man. I don't. Stole my pick, bro. I always I'm, doing that. I'm picking Notre Dame. <laughs> Fight me. I'm picking Notre Dame as well. Clemson's man. Clemson's just been bad. They have. I can't. One of the worst third down defenses in the entire country. They're not trustworthy on offense. They had that anomaly of a game against Wake Forest. Uh, DJ Uwe Ungalale just forgets how to play football all of a sudden after he's been a top 10, you could argue top five quarterback this season um, up until that point. Um, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I don't, they don't have a good quarterback, but. Yeah, no, I know. I'm gonna go with Clemson. I kind of talked myself into it. I'm gonna go with Clemson. Clemson's been bad, but they're better than Notre Dame. So 
I'm going to take Clemson on the road. The last time they played Notre Dame in South Bend, they did lose. But I'm going to take Clemson, not confidently, but I'm going to take Clemson. I'm going to take Notre Dame. I'm going to throw this one on here just because I want your input. I know who you're going to pick, but I want to know if you think they cover. Ohio State, Northwestern. What's the line? 38. 38? I think they can cover easily. <laughs> Northwestern, so hasn't, Northwestern hasn't won in this country yet. Um, <laughs> Northwestern won in, in, in Ireland and forgot how to win in America. They did beat Scott Frost's Nebraska team, though, so... Anyway, we're not gonna we're not gonna waste time on that. Um, Ohio State covers. I think they're the best team in the country. I will stand by that until Tennessee wins this weekend. I'm standing by Ohio State as the best team in the country. Texas Tech, TCU, TCU's favored by nine and a half. Dude, the Vegas is disrespecting TCU, bro. I'm going with TCU, and I I take them to cover. They did struggle last week against West Virginia. I'll give them that. But TCU, I think, is going to put up 40. This is going to be a Big 12 game. But I, I picked, I'm going to pick TCU to cover and win this game. Um, Kentucky, Missouri. You going to pick the game? <laughs> oh, crap. TCU. My bad. I thought I said it. Kentucky, Missouri. Kentucky's favorite about Missouri. Missouri. Missouri? I'm Missouri. Kentucky has no momentum at all. They got killed on the road in Neyland. Yeah, you could say what else was going to happen, but Missouri's coming off a ranked win. Kentucky's coming off an absolute beating. I'm going to go with Missouri. I'm going Kentucky. <laughs> I'm going I might look Kentucky. stupid. I might look stupid, but th- that's my logic. <laughs> I'm picking Missouri to win. Back-to-back games. Okay. I'm going Kentucky, though. I don't know if Missouri's ever won back-to-back games. They have. (laughs) They're a historically good school. It's just they haven't been recently. Florida, Texas A&M. I'm going Florida. This is a mid-off. This is the middest of mid-offs. A and M's favorite about three and a half. This is the middest of mid-offs that I've ever seen. I'm going Florida. I'm hopping back on the Florida train, baby. It's good to be back. Florida is winning. They're winning by thirty, and Theo Richards is going to throw five touchdowns, and um, Billy Napier is going to be named Coach of the Year next week after that game. It's good to be back on the Florida train, man. <laughs> I, I missed it. I missed it. I hadn't been here for about a month, but I've missed it, man. All right, Anthony classic. Throws five touchdowns. He's might throw four picks, but he'll throw five touchdowns, and he'll run for a hundred yards. He'll fumble two times, but Georgia's still <laughs> gonna win, or Florida's still gonna win. It's the recipe for success. All right, a classic Big Ten football game. Iowa Purdue. Oh, good lord. Purdue wins. Purdue, Purdue my, it's Purdue minus four and a half. Yeah, Purdue wins this game. Purdue's not your traditional Big Ten team. They're more of an offensive oriented team. Um, I do think it'd be low scoring though. 
I'm going to take Purdue to beat Iowa back-to-back seasons. Iowa's not ranked two this time, but Purdue still wins it. Let's see here. Okay, Baylor, Oklahoma. OU's favorite by three and a half. Baylor beat the brakes off of Kansas last week. I think that was last week or two weeks ago. I think it was last week. Oklahoma beat Iowa State. I'm going to go with Oklahoma just because I don't really have a did. <laughs> I really yeah. have a reason. I'm just, I'm going to go yeah, with Oklahoma. I'm, I'm probably going to go with Oklahoma too. And I don't have a reason. Just... Is it at Norman? Yeah. No, I'll go Oklahoma. Are you? We already picked Tennessee, Georgia. Hold on, I'm looking for one. Okay, Oklahoma State, Kansas. I'm Oklahoma going State's favored by two. Kansas. I'm going with Kansas. Kansas, please win a game. <laughs> please. Please win a game. You go 5-0, and oh, you get the Big 12 schedule, and you forget how to win football games, man. No. Well, they get Texas Tech next week, and that's probably their best chance at getting that sixth win. I'm going with Kansas. I'm not going to pick against them at all this season. I'm going with Kansas. Kansas, please win. Oklahoma State didn't score last week. Well, is Jalen Daniels playing? I have no idea. You don't. I don't know. Either way, Kansas is going to win. Oklahoma State. They're going to fire Mike Gundy. That's not going to happen. But. Th- Kansas is going to win. I, I need. I don't need Kansas to win. I'm losing my mind. I, Kansas is needs to win, please. I'm going to Oklahoma State. They score this week. Oak State. They they score. <laughs> I'll bet that. I'll bet. I'll bet the the over on that. Over under point five points. <laughs> I'll take the over. Um, Syracuse Pitt. Syracuse, I mean, Pitt's favorite about three and a half. Wow. I'll go with Pitt. I had them beating North Carolina last week. Obviously, that didn't happen. So I'm going to go with Pitt again. Pitt's going to beat a ranked team finally. I'm going to go with Syracuse. See, this is the ones we disagree on. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is winning. Maybe not in the NFL, but in college this week, they're going to win. This one's interesting. Liberty, Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I think probably go Arkansas. Who's favored? Is if Liberty's favored, I'm gonna be upset. Arkansas, thirteen and a half. That's what I, I mean. Like, Arkansas is an SEC team. They're the most SEC team that can be. Grounded pound, good athletes on defense. Grounded pound team, and Liberty has not seen that. I don't care who they played. I don't know who they played, but they haven't seen that at all this year. They're going to lose by maybe a lot, probably a lot. Arkansas is going to win. Remember when Arkansas was ranked in the top ten? Remember? Now now they're not. Now they're not. (laughs) Anyway. um, I don't know anything about those teams, but South Alabama, Georgia Southern. What? <laughs> They're both 
six and two and five and three. Anyway, we don't got to pick that one. Alabama LSU. Alabama served by thirteen and a half. I forgot about this game. I'm not going to sit here and think, like, I'm, oh, am I going to pick LSU? No. Jonathan, listen to me. LSU's not winning. If LSU wins, I will Venmo you 100 bucks that night. If Alabama L- – Jonathan just said LSU. If LSU <laughs> wins, I will I will Venmo you 100 bucks. I promise you. LSU is not winning. LSU might get killed. LSU might cover. I think LSU might cover. Where, where is this? Is this Ben Baton Rouge? It's a Death Valley at night. Oh, good lord. <laughs> he, he said, said all that. Ready. He, he said, said all getting that. ready for that 100. Bro, Brian Kelly, like, remember the last time they played Alabama? <laughs> Suck. He's not good against Nick Saban in Alabama. Nobody historically is, but especially not Brian Kelly. I'm going with the Crimson Tide. They might struggle. Might struggle. They might struggle, but. Alabama that pulls place, out. Jonathan, is, I don't care what you say. Jonathan, I don't care what you say. Say it says one more thing. I'm gonna disagree. LSU's not winning. That place is gonna be rocking, but I'm going Alabama. Jaden Daniels next, Lamar Jackson, he's not losing. Alright, next game. <laughs> he just said that. He said yes. that. Tell him to hop tell him to hop off the chat. Tell him to hop off the chat. Jonathan, I'll just if you not if you can't join the live next week, don't be surprised. <laughs> Alabama wins. <laughs> yeah, Texas Kansas State. This will be fun. Texas is favored. I, I did look at this game. Texas is yeah, favored two and a half, which is weird. Is this where is this at? Kansas State, brother. I'm gonna go with Kansas State to win this game. I was I've been kind of doubting Kansas State the past few weeks, but. I'm going to go Kansas State. They ranked them pretty high at, what, 13? Um, Kansas is – or Texas is still ranked. I'm going to go with Kansas State kind of reluctantly, but I'm going to go with Kansas State. K-State, baby. Illinois, Michigan State. Michigan State. I looked at this game. I want to pick Michigan State. I think it's on the road. Even though um, they suspended four players or eight yeah. players? A lot of players, actually. Um, I'm still going to go with Michigan State just because. <laughs> really? Cause I, yeah, just because. Fun little upset. I'm going to Illinois. Fun little upset. As if, uh, because my pick and records can handle a fun little upset pick. <laughs> I can Because I can afford that. Not. Not at all. Why is this on NFL Network? Is it a bummy game? Of all games to put on... Huh? Is it like a bummy Conference USA game? Of all games to put on NFL Network. You ready? I mean, they are pretty two close teams, I think. Houston SMU. That's not a terrible game. I thought well, it was why is it some, on NFL Network? I thought it was going to be like Southern Miss Marshall or something. Um, no, but why is that on NFL Network? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, SMU's favored by three. I think they're pretty evenly matched. 
I'm gonna go with Houston. I think Houston's better. Yeah, I was just to say I'll probably go Houston. Um, is, this, is this in Dallas? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Houston. I think Houston's just better. The better team. Auburn, Mississippi State. I'm not, I can't pick Auburn right now. <laughs> I don't. I can't find anything that can justify me picking Auburn right here. I don't care who they're playing. They could play Vanderbilt. I don't think I could pick Auburn. Yeah, I'm going Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State might. Oh, look, this would be a game that Auburn wins though. They like fire their coach that they didn't like, and they just Elijah. Win. Elijah may actually hate us because last time we both picked Mississippi State, they lost. Yeah. We're setting your guys up for success, Elijah. We're <laughs> it's it's worked before, trust me. We're both picking Mississippi State. I just can't pick Auburn, bro. I can't. I can't. Um South Carolina Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. No, I'm just kidding. This this this, this caught my attention because South Carolina is only favored by six and a half. I don't think I've actually picked Vanderbilt this year. And we've talked about them like way more than we should have. So I'm going to go with Vanderbilt. Finally, we're going to pick Vanderbilt. South Carolina was ranked uh, for the first time since whenever last week. They obviously squandered that and lost to Missouri. They're going to lose back-to-back games to Missouri and Vanderbilt just because Shane Beamer is a good coach. Vanderbilt is going to win against South Carolina. So you're going to another upset pick like your pick. I'm going to afford it. Vanderbilt, give me the doors. I'll never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina. I'm going to South Carolina. James Madison, Louisville. Louisville's coming off a top 10 win last week. James Madison is a good it's team. 5 and 2. They're all, they're Louisville's, Louisville's, Louisville's favored by 7.5. Oh, that means James Madison's lost back-to-back games. I'm going to go Louisville. They're going to make it three in a row. I'm going Louisville. Louisville's got the momentum. Yeah, I'll, probably, I'll probably go Louisville. But the Sun Belt, they've, they've cooled down a lot, but... They started the year off very strong. Florida State, Miami. I'm probably going to go Florida State. Miami's terrible. Miami sucks on every aspect of the game. Like, football... Miami's not good at it. Just to say the least, Miami's not good at football. So I'm going to go Florida State. Florida State's coming off a win. I'm going to go Florida State. Wake Forest, NC State. I'm going to go Wake Forest. Wake Forest had a pretty bad loss last week. Um, but the NC State doesn't have um, Devin Leary. I don't really trust them without him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, gonna I'm probably go going to Wake Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest. And I guess we can pick these last two. Uh, UCLA, Arizona State, UCLA. I'll go UCLA. And then USC and California. USC, I think. USC, USC. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean. We could talk about the um, the uh, Ime Udoka situation for the NBA. We haven't really touched on the NBA um, just us two since summer league in the draft, um, or since talking about summer league in the draft, we touched uh, a whole NBA preview with uh, 
Elijah and Jacob from the Ball Oasis podcast, if you guys want to check that uh, episode out. Um, but the Ime Udoka situation, this is kind of weird. I'm not sure if the NBA suspended him or the Celtics suspended him, because if the NBA suspended him, the Nets have to wait till next year for him to coach. If the Celtics suspended him, then the I Celt- think the Celtics suspended him, not the NBA. Okay, so I think so he Ime- can coach immediately. Ime Udoka can coach. I, I this is the last person I thought that was going to be hired by the Nets. I obviously Ime Udoka is a former assistant for the Nets under Steve Nash. Um and now he's replacing Steve Nash. Um so Ime Udoka does have time with Kyrie and KD. Um and you know other you know core players from that team like Joe Harris. Um I think this is obviously a good hire. Uh, he's a good great defensive coach like we've seen like we saw last year. That's what helped Boston make a finals run was their historic level defense and Ime Udoka was part of that. Um and that's just, this is what the Nets have been really been lacking is defense. Um Defense is defense. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to see what tweaks he makes that lineup, and he'll he'll put out the most defensive um, capable lineup. Um, Royce O'Neal. I'm not. I, I haven't watched much much of the NBA this season, to be honest. I've watched Grizzlies. Yeah, games. I haven't watched a lot. Just like I've, Grizzlies games, and yeah, I've watched most like most, late most games where I just lay in the bed and watch them at night. You know. Yeah, but from the Nets, what I've seen is their defense is horrific. Um, Steve Nash wasn't a very defensive oriented coach. He was a Grizzlies too, because there's his too. <laughs> I I think this is a great hire by the Nets. It's just whether or not like it, it took a while for uh, for Udoka to get um um to get you know his team's feet under them last season, but once they did, they were pretty much unbeatable. So I unless love this got, hire. Unless you got Steph Curry on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I love this hire for the Nets. I think Ime Udoka um, can – I mean th- th- this situation is like any other we've seen before. It, it, Steve Nash was put in a, an impossible situation like Steve like Steve Kerr said. You can't, I, I don't know if you can blame the guy with how ways – like the thing turned out. Yeah, like he didn't have Kyrie for like the whole season last year. And Kyrie is a diva. He's been like uh, Kyrie's just hard to handle. He's been like he's been very, very tough to handle. There was three games this year this, already. Katie and Kyrie combined for a hundred, and the Nets lost all three games. You can't win games if you give up as many points as you score. And that you is give true. Up more. Like it's their defense, and Ime Udoka has shown that he's a. a Excellent defensive coach, and that's exactly what the Nets needed. I thought they were going to go after like Mike D'Antoni or something, um, or just let Jacques Vaughn right out the year. Um, but I love this hire for the Nets. I think Emo Udoka was a, a fantastic hire. That's exactly what they needed was a defensive-minded head coach. It's just a very, very weird situation. Like I, I, I don't know if you can blame Steve Nash for – the way he handled things or blame Steve Nash for getting fired. Like he was put in an impossible situation. Kyrie was Kyrie. KD wanted out. Uh, you had the Harden situation. Now you got the Ben Simmons situation. Um, it was a very impossible situation to be in. Like I, I did not envy him as the head coach of the Nets. Now Ben Simmons is hurt again, by the way. Yeah. He's been sidelined for a couple, for a couple games. Um, 
But uh, what we saw from Steve Nash having a decently healthy team for most of the year was uh, an inch from probably a championship. This is all we can say. He was an inch from yeah. probably a championship. What every other coach just says about Steve Nash is mostly praise. Uh, most most coaches around the league think he's a genius as a head coach. Offensively, yes. Um, it's just hard to excel in that in that situation for anybody. So yeah, Ime Udoka, new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we can talk about the World Series. The world. Have you watched? I was going to say we've, we've touched. It was just, We've touched every sport. You want to just talk about the World Series? I mean, have you have you watched the World Series? A little bit. Not. I haven't watched it and watched the whole game, but I watched bits and pieces. Last game. Last game. Last night. Lance McCullers got rocked. Uh, freaking yeah. the. The Phillies were raking last game. Bryce Harper opened the Bryce game. Bryce Harper is having a postseason. Yeah, he's he's got to be World Series MVP if they win, right? Absolutely, he's part of the reason why they're there. Yeah. Um, that that swing against the Padres to end the NLCS was one of the craziest moments I've seen since watching baseball. Which, granted, hasn't been that long, <laughs> but it that was a that was a crazy swing, and you know the moment Bryce Harper, you know leaving Philly is, you know, the bad taste in his mouth when he leaves Philly, Washington comes out with the title and he has, you know, to prove himself. He left Philly, Philly for, he left uh, Washington for a reason, go out and win a title with Philly. And I think all the, you know, the noise will leave if he wins a title with Philly, which is looking like it. I hate that the Astros, like the Astros have been so consistent the past, you know, half decade since they've made the world series for the first time. They've just been so consistent. It's just in that they haven't put things together. Oh, you could you could say, oh, they needed to cheat to win, but like the team is so talented, cheating or not. It's just I I think the Astros should easily win this series. Like talent wise, the Phillies kind of match up. I think I'm picking the, the Phillies at the moment. Yeah, but. I think the, I do think the Astros tied up tonight. I think the series. I think they tied the series up tonight. Um, I don't. I don't know. Philly raked last game, and Philadelphia's a hard environment to win in. I just feel like I just feel like it's going to six or seven. I don't know. I don't know if if um, I think Christian Arias is um, no. What's not? That's not who. I, that's not who that is. Um. I'm thinking of the the, the Astros pitcher, whoever's pitching tonight. Um, um, Javier. Yes, Christian Javier. Javier, um, my bad. That's not not Arias. Um, it's just he, he's got to pitch better than McCullers is, which is what McCullers did last game, which isn't hard <laughs> at all. McCullers pitched a terrible game last game. Um. I just think that the Astros are very disappointing when it comes to, you know, World Series time. They obviously have one under their belt. Um, whether they think or deserve their, they deserve it or not, they do have one. Um, they have a appearance in 2019 who they, what, what's crazy to me is I figured this out. Every like time that the Astros have lost the World Series, it's been to an NL, an NL East team. They obviously haven't lost yet. They may not lose this year, but they played the the Braves, 
who are in the NL East. They lost to them last year. They played the Astros or the the Nationals. They played the Astros. Or they yeah they played themselves. They played the the Nationals and they lost in 2019. <laughs> they played the Nationals in 2019, um, who are in the NL East, and they're playing the Phillies this year, who are in the NL East. Which I thought was pretty. Which I thought was pretty Never crazy. Mind. I was wrong. I'm wrong. I was going to say, wasn't Bryce Harper on that team? But he team? wasn't. I don't think he went on the Nationals then, was he? No, he, he was. He left. Like he had just left in free agency. Yeah, he had left like the year before that or something. <laughs> yeah, it was close. Had, the off season before, he had just left. Got a. They lost their best player. Went. I remember that because they lost their best player. Went in one World Series. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. Um. I didn't even follow baseball, and I was like, "Man, that's funny." <laughs> yeah, like I'm just I'm just now getting into baseball like that too. Yeah, man, the World Series has been pretty crazy. Um, the, the, the it hasn't really been close since Game One, since Philly came back from five nothing. Um, that but, was crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, game Four is in Philly again tonight. It just started. I think Philly wins again tonight. I think it's just I Man, think Philly wins ropes up up three one. I think Philly wins again. Um, I think Philly wins the World Series this year. Philly's really, really, really good. This is top to bottom. That team is is, is amazing. But that'll be the end of this episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, listening or watching. Uh, if you guys watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, we're trying to make it to 100 subscribers. We're up to 70 right now. We're trying to hit 100 subscribers soon enough uh, before um, 2023. Let's hit 100 subscribers before 2023. I hit that subscribe button. Please hit that notification bell so you guys never miss when we're live for an episode. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. We are wherever you guys get your podcasts. Um, and we appreciate you guys watching. We'll be We'll be back next week. We'll see you guys next week. Redundant. Bro, that was only an hour and a half. (laughs) It felt a little longer. It did feel a lot longer. I feel like we've had podcasts where we discussed less that lasted longer. Yeah, we kind of just like we didn't recap any games. We yeah, I feel like recaps are kind of like boring. That makes it last longer than it needs to. Six nothing Bowling Green. Wow. Central Mission's up 21 to nothing. Bro, I look like a genius at the moment.